0: It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's
1: fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Back for another day of madness and uh, great guests and uh, what we're witnessing today, I don't know, man. We had a, uh, a presidential palace in, uh, in Afghanistan, and uh, we have the White House in America. And right now, that White House appears to be made of sand and is being washed away. Or at least this administration, we will see what happens. A lot of people are very angry very upset. They're realizing the profound, profound mistake that Joe Biden made in the way with which he withdrew from Afghanistan. Now, Donald Trump had a plan to get us out of Afghanistan. It was not this plan to get out of Afghanistan. Don't let anybody fool you. There's a reason why Donald Trump in the last 18 months, there's not been a casualty, an American casualty in Afghanistan. And it's because of Donald Trump. And it's because he struck fear into our enemies. He wiped out ISIS in Iraq. He made it so. He said, do it. And we did it. And Joe Biden wanted an expedient political victory, saying he's the guy who got us out. Oddly enough, by September the 11th, which is kind of like putting bookends on either end of the Taliban occupation and ownership of Afghanistan. Neat little bookends. We're going to get to all of this, including uh, Joe Biden's interview with George Stephanopoulos, a, of course, friendly fire interview from uh, George Stephanopoulos. uh, And he looked disheveled and bad. And then, of course, uh, Greg Kelly's awesome interview. Awesome interview with Donald Trump. That's next. All right. All right. Donald Trump appeared last night on Greg Kelly's show. Greg Kelly has a terrific, terrific show on Newsmax, you all know. Uh, Here he is talking about Joe Biden's uh, picture from this weekend. Now, on Friday is when uh, Kabul began to really fall. And Saturday and Sunday, Joe Biden stayed in the Camp David. And there was one picture, I guess, tweeted out, whatever, of him sitting alone in the uh, the situation room with just some people on a Zoom call. Here is Donald Trump's reaction to that. So, Mr. President, I want to show you a picture.
2: Um, I'm actually showing the viewers a picture right now of the Joe Biden alone at that conference table in Camp David. There's something... Um, it's almost sad about this picture look you know the setup at camp david you know what it's like obviously to be commander-in-chief this does not seem like an appropriate uh way to handle a crisis in the middle of it he's alone just tell us a little bit about that setup
1: i'm trying to think of the, the, why they would send that picture that
2: he has there is
0: this inadequate it looks that way to me so it's a big boardroom and it's a uh, an incredible room as camp david is incredible it's just a unbelievable place and it's not a room you sit in alone it's a room that's meant to have many people you see there are many chairs and to be sitting there by yourself alone is unusual i think it was just a setup picture to try and show that he's working (laughs) and he's not working and more importantly than not working the what their their thought process is wrong the whole group of them they don't know what they're doing and whether you (laughs) think in terms of Dunkirk, or whether you think in terms of so many other bad thoughts. uh, You know, we have thousands of potential hostages sitting there. Our military left, and now we're trying to get our military back there.
1: You've got a bunch of, uh, of elitists. You've got a bunch of faculty lounge mental master bleepers. And they sit around and they debate and they sit there and they come up with different ideas. And these are the same people who say that communism, you know, communism, uh, it, it was it's a perfect form of government. It just hasn't been done right. Same way with socialism. And these people are in charge now. These people are in charge. And you know what we
0: were doing, and I think you know this very well, we had it set up really well. I spoke with the heads of the Taliban. I had very, very tough conversations. They knew they'd be held to pay if anything happened. Like this. And by the way, who could even think this a thing like this could happen? But they knew they'd be held to pay, and it would right it would start right at their village where they all lived, where they lived very happily. And uh, we had it we had this worked out; it was going to be great. But the last thing that was coming out was our military, and we were going to take all the civilians. Joe Biden
1: put the, took the military out first. And second was going to be all of then them. had to send them back in to get people from the airport. Our equipment that we, makes sense. Taking it back. We don't want to. They, they now That would be a really poor plan, folks. In case you didn't know, just an incredibly inept and stupid plan. They have Blackhawks.
0: They have army tanks that are the best in the world. Well, they're going to be used by Russia. To analyze them so they can be copied and China so they can be copied.
1: Which is what China does very well. They steal intellectual property and now they have military hardware. There you go. Way to go there, Mr. President. Here is Greg Kelly talking to Donald Trump about how America has changed since Joe Biden took office.
0: And you look at inflation. Take a look at a different. Look at what's going on with inflation. Look at what's going on with these bills are going to drive this country out of business. What's happening is so terrible. Gasoline was at one dollar and eighty seven cents a gallon, yep. and now it's going to soon be over five dollars, and we're no longer energy independent. I was so proud of energy <laughs> independence, well, first time in I think in the country's history that we were in energy, some people say eighty years, but I think in the country's history, we're totally energy independent, and now we aren't anymore. Unreal. And he's going to see he's going to see OPEC to see if they could get more oil to the United States. Can you believe this? And We had so much. I filled up the strategic reserves with very inexpensive oil, which were, by the way, close to empty. So it's a very sad thing. I mean, I could go on forever. I could tell you all of these different things that we did. But it's uh, very sad when I see...
1: And then you see the the southern border, you see inflation, you see obviously gas and inter- energy independence. Now Afghanistan, everything they touch, this is a reverse Midas touch, I've said this, everything that is gold, when, uh, when the, the Biden administration touches it, it turns to crap. What's happening in
0: Afghanistan, what's happening on the border, what's happening with inflation, uh, it's a very much different country than it was... Eight months
2: ago. You're going to be at the rally in Alabama on Saturday night. Newsmax will be covering it.
1: I'm going to be on air that night, hopefully for at least a segment, to talk a little bit about this. Here is uh, the president talking a little bit more about military hardware being left behind that Donald Trump would have taken out. You pointed out
2: you would actually prefer to see Americans uh, on that plane. What was your plan for those who did help us, the interpreters, those who worked on the base what was going to happen to those people in a trump administration
0: well we would take care of them we would try but it's a very big problem because we have so many of them i mean we're not making guarantees to people if you look i want to get the america look i'm america first okay and so are you. imagine that i want america first meaning americans come out first but you know we paid them a lot of money you know everyone's giving them credit for being brave and all of the things well we were paying them a lot of money, just like we were paying the soldiers. You know, the Afghans, a lot of money to be soldiers, among the highest paid soldiers in the world. And I remember Mattis used to come and say to me, sir, they're fighting for their country. And I kept thinking, I wonder why they're doing that. Because you
1: know, This is very important. Listen.
0: They're fighting their own people. I said, well, that's good. And then I started thinking about it. And I said to somebody, go out and find for me how much are we paying for them? And it's billions of dollars a year paid for by the United States taxpayer. Now, once we stop paying them, once we said we're leaving, it stops paying. They quit. They left. So they weren't really fighting for their country. And I've been saying that for a long time. And I also said that Karzai. I said that your your head person is a crook, and he dealt with the United States Senate, and that was his his greatest strength. Was the U.S. Congress. Uh, the senators and congressmen, he had relationships, and every time i do something, I'd get calls from everybody. Oh, we have to. He was bad news, Ghani. Uh...
1: This is the president, by the way, who escaped from the country with four cars, a helicopter, and $170 million in cash. Uh, Here is uh, uh, Greg Kelly asking the president about how Taliban is still on Twitter, but the Taliban, let me say that again, the Taliban is still on Twitter, but the president is not. You
2: know, it's wild right now, Mr. President, you are off social media. The Taliban is on social media. They have a valid, active Twitter account. These horrible, hateful people who gave solace and refuge to Al Qaeda and you are not on On social media, it is... uh... Well, I have
0: Save America, and we put it out, and we're doing great with it, and people are picking it up, and uh, people hear my voice. That's why I'm speaking to you, and you're a very important source. I will tell you that you are a very important voice in this country, and you've done an incredible
1: job. It is remarkable that we live in a time where the mainstream media, big tech, and the Democrat Party want to censor disagreement. They call disagreement disinformation. It's really a frightening time. And honestly, uh, just real quick, just an aside, to hell with Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. To hell with them. There you go. Laura Logan is a a reporter. She was uh, sexually assaulted by a group of men in the Middle East a few years ago. She is a brave and incredible woman. She is a true journalist, and she talked yesterday with Tucker Carlson about Afghanistan and the reason why it all happened. Now, I want you to listen to her, because she says it very eloquently and very wonderfully, because she's she's amazing. Uh, It was all in the plan, people.
3: And in this space, in Afghanistan, this comes down to the fact that the United States wants this outcome. Whoever's in power right now, wow.
4: whoever is really
3: pulling the strings, and I don't know that, they could do anything they want to change this. And they're not. And you see that on the Southern border,
1: you see that- They could listen to this.
3: With critical race theory, you see that with the violations of big tech, you see it with, I mean, in a thousand different ways, you see it all around you. And what you know from
5: that- You're telling the truth right now.
3: It's very simple.
1: Yeah, it's very simple. This was the plan. It's very simple. This is all the plan. And now they're dealing with rage. Now they're dealing with a rage that they've not dealt with before. There was rage, and there is rage about the chicanery of the election. There is rage about Antifa and Black Lives Matter wrecking cities and and racking up $2 billion worth of damage and almost 30 deaths nationwide. There was all of that rage. There is rage against the machine in Washington, D.C., but you've got a new kind of rage when 20 years ago, 3,000 people were incinerated and crushed by a group of terrorists who got their training in Afghanistan and retreated there after the 9-11 attacks. And for 20 years, we've seen a generation of Americans, a generation of Americans serve there. Actually, more than a generation. You had Gen Xers. You had, uh, you had uh, uh, millennials serving there. We went through this all together and now we see at the very end, at the end of it all, after the trillions spent, after the thousands of lives, that we're wrapping it up in a bow and handing it to the Taliban like a present. With no conditions whatsoever. We are back to September the 10th, 2001, except for now they've got billions of dollars worth of our weapons. And right now we're angry because this administration has shamed our soldiers and shamed our servicemen and and shamed the American people who believed in what our soldiers were doing there. And they just, pardon the expression, pissed it away. They're dealing right now, the Biden administration is, is, is dealing with a rage and fury that we have not felt in our hearts in a very long time in this country. We're tired of statues being torn down and American flags being burned. And this was it. It doesn't get any worse with regard to dissing our troops who gave life and limb and mental health toward this engagement. Here is uh, Joe Biden yesterday. He comes back from Camp David again. He delivers a speech. You're thinking the biggest foreign policy story ever. In at least a century in America, you're talking about a gigantic failure with regard to a 20-year military campaign. And he chooses to talk and distract and distract by talking about masking kids in schools.
6: Unfortunately, as you've seen throughout this pandemic, some politicians are trying to turn public safety measures... That is, children wearing masks in school. We
1: don't care. Can you believe this man had the audacity yesterday, through what's going on right now, to not say a thing about Afghanistan and not take questions?
6: Political disputes for their own political gain. Some are even trying to take power away from local educators by banning masks in school.
1: He's attacking Republican governors and leaders.
6: <laughs> They're setting a dangerous wow. tone. For example... Last week, at a school board meeting in Tennessee, protesters threatened doctors and nurses who were testifying making the case for masking children in school. Yeah,
1: and the, and the parents are right. Let's go to the end of this piece of, you know. Vaccinated, like our children under the age of 12.
6: So let's put politics aside. Let's follow the educators and the scientists who know a lot more about how to teach our children. Who cares?
1: Right now, that is meaningless. Okay, it always has been meaningless with putting masks on kids in schools, but even more so when you've got this crisis with up to 40,000 Americans in Afghanistan who could be hostages or victims. Here is uh, Joe Biden talking about the uh, the the remember the cargo plane that flew out of Kabul a couple days ago, and there were Afghans clinging to it and several fell to their deaths. Listen to this.
7: But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17, we've seen Afghans that falling. That
6: was four days ago, five days ago.
7: What did you think when you first saw
6: <laughs> Okay, hold on, we got to hear that again. We've got to hear it
7: we've again. We've all seen the pictures. We've seen oh. those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago, oh five days ago. What did you think when you first saw those pictures?
1: Honestly, it was, well, September the 11th happened 20 years ago. Why do we care about that? It happened 20 years ago. Here he is talking about, uh, oh, nobody's being killed in Kabul right now.
6: It, it took two days to take control of the airport. We have control of the airport now. Still a lot of
7: pandemonium outside the airport. Well, there is, but look, but,
6: but no one's being killed right now. God oh. forgive me for, if I'm wrong about that.
7: Actually,
1: a woman was uh, was killed for not wearing a burqa not covering her face in Afghanistan, and I believe three people who were trying to fly the Afghan flag yesterday were murdered by Taliban uh, extremists and also several uh, injured.
6: But no one's being killed right now. People are, we got a thousand, somewhere, 1,200 out yesterday, a couple thousand a day. It's like two
1: days before D-Day. Nobody's being killed right now. There's nobody on Omaha Beach being killed right now. And it's increasing. We're going to get those people out. They have it open, Auschwitz. Nobody's being killed
7: right now. But we've all seen the pictures. We've seen those hundreds of people packed into a C-17. We've seen Afghans falling. That was four days ago. It was five days 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 ago. ago. It was four
1: days ago, man. It doesn't matter. Those people have been buried already for crying out loud. Here's some more with uh, George Stephanopoulos, I think, kind of slack-jawed listening to the old man.
7: When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment?
6: Look, I don't think it was a fail. Look, it was a simple choice, George. When the when the Taliban, uh,
1: listen to the question again and realize that George Stephanopoulos is pointing out that all four of these things <laughs> were failures.
7: When you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of <laughs> intelligence, planning, execution, or judgment?
6: Look, I don't think it was a fail. Look, it was a simple choice, George. When the when the Taliban. Uh, let me back and put it another way. When you had wow. the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government getting in a plane and taking off and going to another country, when you saw this, yeah.
1: Why, why did that happen? Why did that happen? Why did our military let that happen?
6: Significant collapse of the of the uh, Afghan troops we had trained, up to three hundred thousand of them, just leaving their equipment and, and, and taking off that was you know i'm not this it, it, that, that's what happened that's simply what happened it's just it's what happened
1: it's what happened you know it's over so there's nothing we can do about it i mean, god it happened four days ago what are you talking about oh biden also said no military advisors that he could recall told him to keep troops in afghanistan although the intelligence community is saying and the military community is saying well we're not gonna uh, go under the bus for you sir um so things are uh, definitely uh, he's doesn't appear like he's going to be able to get away with this, like he has been in the past. So not only is he finally getting some heat from the media, but it looks like the intelligence community and the military, industrial complex, etc., they're not ready to take a fall for this, uh, this man. Here is uh, George Stephanopoulos as- asking uh, Joe Biden if the Taliban have changed. Have they gotten better? Are they nice now? Do they like puppies?
7: What happens now in Afghanistan? Do you believe the Taliban have changed?
1: No.
6: I think, let me put it this way. I think they're going through a sort of an existential crisis about... Duty. They're being introspective. Do they want to be recognized...
1: Probably watching a lot of the Hallmark Channel. By the international community. Maybe we were wrong. Being a legitimate government. Not really. Let's just kill everybody once, uh, you know, the Americans... Well, no, we don't, even, we don't even need to let the Americans go. Just give them a couple of days we'll start all the slaughter.
6: I'm not sure they do. But look, they have... They, they care they, about their beliefs more. Well, they do. But they also care about... And
1: one of those beliefs is taking over the world and killing everyone who
6: doesn't submit. Whether they have food to eat, whether they have an income that can make any money and run an economy. They care about whether or not they can hold together the society that they, in fact, say they care so much about. They're gonna,
1: they don't care about that. They don't care about anyone.
6: I'm not counting on any of that. But that is part of what I think is going on right now in terms of I, I'm not sure I would have predicted, George, nor would you or anyone else, that when we decided to leave, that they provide safe passage for Americans to get out.
1: Here is a Jake Sullivan from I played this yesterday talking about guaranteeing a safe passage for Americans and our allies. Yes.
8: Thank you Jake. Jake uh, can you tell us what is it exactly, the commitment that you have secured from the Taliban regarding the safe passage of Americans as
1: well as the a, as a tens of thousands? By the way, I don't call it the Taliban. I call it the Taliban. Of
9: vulnerable
5: the Taliban have informed us that they are prepared to provide the safe passage of civilians to the airport, and we intend to hold them to that commitment.
1: And that is not happening at all. There is footage of people having guns fired at them when they get to the airport. That is a joke. Here is our Secretary of Defense, a gigantic buffoon, Lloyd Austin, talking about now not so much on the getting people
2: out. A distinction, uh, bar between extracting uh, someone in an in extremis condition or, or, or circumstance versus uh, going out and collecting up large numbers of guns. Uh, of American citizens. Do
10: you have the capability to go out and collect Americans?
2: We, we don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of...
1: Okay, let's uh, let's hear that again, kids. Americans.
2: We, we don't have the capability to go out and collect up large uh, numbers of of, uh, of people borrowed.
1: Okay, so why did you pull the military out and why did you not tell anybody you were going to pull the military out and why did you close down Bagram, which sent a signal and got the ball rolling with regard to takeover of Afghanistan and then ultimately of Kabul. Honestly, wow, just wow. Here's Ron DeSantis, uh, America's governor, talking about the Biden-Afghan face plant.
5: Not only that, he was on vacation. They had to ply him off a of vacation to give... a. Uh kind of a, a half cock statement on camera that he said wasn't taking questions then he goes back on vacation and he is obsessed while you have all the stuff going on with afghanistan obviously all the stuff at the southern border which you and i have talked about one of the biggest border disasters in the history of our country inflation gas prices and what does he do he is obsessed <laughs> with having the government force kindergartners to wear masks because it's a distraction. It's a distraction. All day in school. In Florida, we believe that that's the parents' decision. Joe Biden thinks the federal government should come in and overrule the parents and force these young kids to wear these masks. And you got to wonder, where are your priorities that you're so obsessed with this issue and so obsessed with taking away parents' rights and you're letting Afghanistan burn, our border burn and so many other things in our country fall to pieces?
1: Here is uh, Deputy Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman. She is a faculty lounger. And she is assuring everyone that our allies are definitely going to take care of the women in Afghanistan. And they're not going to get raped. And the girls are still going to be able to go to school. And, uh, yeah, that's BS.
11: The United States and the international community will be vigilant in monitoring how any future government... They are quaking in their boots. ...in Afghanistan ensures the rights and freedoms that women and girls in that country have come to expect...
1: Listen to this again. Listen to this naivete from a woman who is 71 years of age, who you would think would have gained a modicum of common sense and uh, reason by her advanced years, but she can't because she's a liberal leftist Democrat.
11: In monitoring how any future government in Afghanistan ensures the rights and freedoms that women and girls in that country have come to expect. (laughs) The United States joined 20 other nations this morning in jointly affirming that commitment.
1: Yeah, the Taliban don't give a darn. They don't give a darn. See, this is the big, this is the uh, give piece of chance crowd. And I've been talking about the give piece of chance crowd for a while. And I always thought that John and Yoko were stupid. I mean, John had some nice songs or whatever. But you cannot tell the Taliban, hey, all we're saying is give piece of chance. You know, you, you can't do the coexist bumper sticker with religious symbols. You know, I've got a I've got a a, a swag and T-shirt line that I have, and one of them says you can't coexist when some wants someone to kill you. You know, this this nonsensical belief that we can change the world and everybody will love us and unicorns and rainbows will pop up everywhere is BS. Give peace a chance was a bullcrap line by a uh, a very naive uh, musician, very talented musician and vocalist. But had no clue about world events. These are the same people, like uh, who, who well, like Bo Bergdal, I guess. You know, he's a traitor, by the way. But you know, he like, just go across, and he just you know, love and peace and happiness. And, traitorous bastard! I'd love to find out where he lives, so I could pick at his house. But the world will never be peaceful if you just wish peace. If you just always oh, say, just give it a chance, you Kim Jong-il. Just give it a chance, Hitler. Give it a chance, Stalin. Just give, just give it a chance. I know you've tried the murder and all that stuff and all it? Will you just give it a chance? Yeah, those are just words. They're bumper stickers and they're stupid. A little bit more from uh, Wendy Sherman, part Two.
11: We are continuing to process visas for Afghans eligible for SIV status and their families. For those who are early in the process, we are working with our allies and partners to move them to third countries while their paperwork is completed. They should
1: be moved to third countries. They should not be invited into the United States. You are looking at bringing thousands of people into the United States who, in many cases, they they are not coming here with the American dream in mind. You need to have the American dream in mind that you want to come here to assimilate into the culture and become an American. That's the most important thing. A lot of these people have one, they only speak one language, and a good share of them, about 90% of the males involved, are completely illiterate. So you're looking at people that are functionally, will not be able to survive in our society and become a, an active part of it. First of all, because it's not their goal. Second of all, they don't have the life skills. So they should be kept in the Middle East with our allies there, and they should help out.
11: So urgently accelerating our efforts to assist eligible Afghans. Under the Priority 1 and Priority 2, P1 and P2, referrals to U.S. refugees. Oh,
1: she's just such an epic academic, such a bureaucrat.
11: Admissions program and humanitarian parole. And we are working on our own with our allies and partners and with NGOs to identify. If this,
1: if this were a contingency, why hadn't this already been planned?
11: Identify and assist other Afghans at risk, including women and girls human rights defenders, journalists, and other civil society actors.
1: We Civil society. She said civil society. She's talking about Afghanistan. Sure.
11: have seen reports that the Taliban, contrary to their public statements and their commitments to our government, are blocking Afghans who wish to leave the country from reaching the airport.
1: <laughs> Listen to her. Listen to what she just said. Well, no kidding.
11: Civil society actors. We have seen reports that the Taliban... Contrary to their public statements and their commitments to our government...
1: You thought they were going to keep their word?
11: ...are blocking Afghans who wish to leave the country from reaching the airport. Our team in Doha and our military partners on the ground in Kabul are engaging directly with the Taliban to make clear...
1: And the Taliban are laughing at you.
11: We expect them to allow all American citizens, all third country nationals, and
1: all... <laughs> you are so full of it. Oh, my Lord. Oh, here's Nancy Pelosi, who honestly, wow, uh, is just, uh, I mean, I, you know, there's a there's a hole in her soul. I mean, I, I some of the things that she says like withholding aid to people after they've been out of work or their business have been closed, withholding aid uh, from people until Donald Trump, until after the election. I mean, she's, a, she's not a good person at all. She's saying basically, hey, man, you know what? This is what happens when you withdraw. You know, all of this murder and mayhem and all that, and America's not be able to get out. This is just what happens.
2: The U.S. withdrawal left tens of billions of dollars worth of U.S. military equipment in the hands of the Taliban. There were helicopters, guns, ammunition. How much has that raised the threat of future terrorist attacks this well-armed Taliban?
1: Now, this, of course, uh, the answer is very obvious. Of course it means there will be an increased threat because we've armed our enemies who have sworn to destroy us.
4: Well, I do believe that the president's decision was based on one that reduced uh, the prospect of any attack on our homeland (laughs) how how and the president has made it very clear to the taliban any assault on any american entity or person would be met uh, forcefully. Oh, so uh, the, this is what happens when you withdraw, you, some stuff, uh, some equipment is left there. It was thought that that would be used, uh, it was hoped that it would be used. Well,
1: hope doesn't mean anything in Afghanistan.
4: ...by the uh, Afghan military to defend its
1: own country the fact. Hope doesn't mean D word for Richard. Here's Nikki Haley with a complete takedown of Joe Biden and his awful, awful choice in Afghanistan.
8: You know, it didn't have to be this way. That's the first thought I have is it didn't have to be this way. In just a few hours, literally Biden destroyed the progress, the relationships and everything we had done the last 20 years in Afghanistan. And I think about this from the standpoint of, I'm the wife of a combat veteran that served in Afghanistan. All of our military families are very distraught at what we've watched happen and how we basically were run out of town. As a governor who sent units to Afghanistan, promising that we would always hold them up as heroes, that we would always respect them and always have our respect as a country there for them. And I think about how they're let down. The
1: people do, the government, the Democrat Party do not.
8: I think about as ambassador when I actually went and visited Afghanistan and the women and girls that I met with, the women who were holding positions in government, the girls who were going to school and now they're going to go back to being sex slaves hidden in their homes. Yeah. I mean, this is horrible. This could not have gone any worse. And it's, you know, Biden's trying to make this about what his options were. You know what? He didn't have to have it this way. It's not always what we do; it's how we do it. And yes. he failed miserably. Yes, he humiliated America, and the and uh, the world sees us as less safe right now. And that.
1: And he held a presser where he talked about masks in schools yesterday all of the things that are going on in the world right now all of the rage that people are feeling all of the all of the veterans all of the families of of, of the gold star moms and families out there uh, how they're feeling all of that he could care less about it he did a little presser with no questions on Monday and he came back yesterday and didn't even say anything he didn't say a thing all he talked about was masks On kids in school. Are you kidding? Rob Finnerty of Wake Up America on Newsmax. Talked to Kelly Sadler. I believe she's with the Washington Times about about what should be done with Joe Biden.
3: I don't know what is going on, but something definitely is, and it's been very strange this week. We have not seen the president of the United States. Um, We've seen him in very brief press conferences. Yesterday's was so bizarre, talking about booster shots and then literally running out of the room. We know that he's been on vacation in Camp David. He's been out of the public view. We know this weekend he's going back home to his his house in Delaware. We know today he has nothing on his public schedule.
1: This is- There is no bigger story and has been no bigger story than the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban in 21. This is the biggest story since at least 2020 when they struck on 9-11.
3: As Afghanistan is falling, we've got as many as 10,000 Americans in Afghanistan Which Mark Milley yesterday said, we can't, you know, they just got to get to the airport and then maybe we can get them out. But we can't give them safe passage to the airport in Kabul. So what is going on here? You had Joe Biden last night have an interview with George Stephanopoulos where he was just like, yeah, this whole thing is just was inevitable. It was always going to be messy, messy. Well, this is the same Joe Biden who just a few months ago said that, you know, there was 300,000 Afghan forces to, like, a couple thousand, you know, Taliban, and there was no way Kabul was going to fall.
1: And then it did summarily. (laughs) I think they really screwed the pooch with uh, patriotic Americans. Uh, They really screwed the pooch with uh, Gold Star families. They really screwed the pooch with veterans and active-duty military personnel. They've really done it. They've done it. You look at Millie yesterday and our defense secretary yesterday, Austin, making complete fools of themselves. We look at the deputy secretary of state and all these spokespeople who look like complete morons. Oh, I hope and pray. I hope and pray. This is the fall of this intelligence community, and these military leaders are drummed, drummed out of the military. Rob Schmidt talked to uh, General Michael Flynn about uh, China and Afghanistan, the uh, the new uh, partnership, I guess.
10: Yeah, a a couple of things. Uh, First, uh, I'm going to describe briefly. China had really three problems that they were dealing with that they had to get resolved. The very the first one is is the problem of Afghanistan, and that all has to do with this Belt Road Initiative that President Xi has been uh, undertaking for the last easily for the last decade. Certainly uh, for the last five years or so, which was which became very limited under the uh, under uh, while while President Trump was in office because of all the pressure that he brought to bear economically, particularly economically, but also militarily. So uh, Afghanistan was the first problem that Xi had to kind of get out of the way. And and frankly, what has happened over the last week and a half and certainly over the last weekend, we, we have in Afghanistan. Probably the largest non-combatant evacuation exercise in the history of the world. Did you hear that? Listen to that again. This is what's happening. Probably the largest non-combatant evacuation exercise in the history of the world. Wow. If not the largest hostage situation in the history of the world. Did you hear what he just said there? Certainly in the history of the United States. We have a severe problem. So so China was able to get Afghanistan out of the way. They are the biggest beneficiary. China opens up or uh, Afghanistan opens up a huge door on this on this drive uh, for resources uh, that China needed
1: yep rare earth minerals people, and Afghanistan has got trillions of them um speaking of uh, rare earth minerals, or I should say uh, not really minerals gold is uh is something that has staying power, okay. It does. It's a metal. And it has uh, always been valuable, always will be valuable. And right now, with American Hartford Gold, you can invest in silver or gold. You can uh, actually have it delivered to your home, the physical silver or gold, or you can have it put in an IRA. It's that easy. This company has a, uh, uh, an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of sat- satisfied customers. If you want to call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver on the first order. Here's the number, okay? 866-204-8226, 866-204-8226, all right? Or you can just text ROB to ROB two six five five three two. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good company. Here's some more with Rob Schmidt talking to Michael Flynn, General Flynn, about Afghanistan. The
10: second problem that G has been dealing with, is uh, down at what's called the Straits of Malacca, which is between Singapore and Indonesia and control of the South China Sea. So that's that's going to be the next stage or next step that you're going to start to see China uh, start to do some incursions into if they haven't... Because Joe Biden has shown his weakness. ...already done that with some of their air operations. The third problem, and the probably the largest problem, is what you just highlighted, and that's the Straits of Taiwan and control of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So what, what they have seen out of this administration the biden administration is a complete apathy and uh, or a or any sort of appetite to really engage in any sort of you know stick uh, type foreign policy where we demonstrate strength
1: we don't we're not we're not it's 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 fairly obvious and it's this it's this group of individuals it's this woke group of individuals these are this is the class of 1968 this is the class of 1968 and their children the radical boomers, the radical left. Generation X, not so much, uh, but certainly millennials uh, who are clueless about uh, history, about socialism, about communism, the true evils of all of those. Those are the people who are in charge right now. Cortez and Pellegrino had, uh, had a very fiery uh, interview yesterday with uh, Chip Roy. He's a representative from the great state of Texas, talking about the southern border. And wait till you hear what he says about Joe Biden.
9: Uh, Many, of course, calling on President Biden to resign. I don't think we're going to see that happen. But your colleague over on the Senate side, Rick Scott, even suggesting the 25th Amendment. Your thoughts?
10: Yeah, I think it's absolutely incomprehensible what the president's been doing, hiding at Camp David, now going to Delaware. Today, coming and lecturing us and saying that they're going to come in and try to step in the way of governors about what's happening in masks and schools. When we've got 15,000 Americans in Afghanistan, you go to hell, Mr. President. Whoa. I have no interest in having you say what we're doing in Texas when you're doing that to American soldiers who bled and fought for this country that are over in Afghanistan. And, and i got to tell you what, the Congress needs to do their job. We have a 20-year-old authorization of force, and that's part of the problem. We should be voting, debating, and amending, and changing, and deciding what we're going to do and send a clear signal to the world that we're going to stand up against terrorists, and that we're going to do it on our terms, not in a 20-year extended authorization of forcing. So Congress needs to do their job, too.
1: Boom, boom, boom. Clarissa Ward is this... Uh Reporter who was uh, dressed like a Western woman and then uh, had to put a burqa on as she was interviewing a Taliban. And she said earlier this week that uh, they're channeling death to America, but they're largely friendly. It's kind of strange. Well, here she is. And you've heard that uh, we can't guarantee safe passage from American citizens to the uh, Kabul airport, although we should. We shouldn't have sold, uh, you know, we shouldn't have sent the military out. We should have given them plenty of heads up, started to move them out, and then removed the military. None of that happened. But now she's saying, there's no way you're going to get to the airport, kids.
4: You know, I've covered all sorts of crazy situations. This was mayhem. This was nuts. This was impossible for an ordinary civilian even if they have their paperwork, no way they're running that gauntlet. No way they're going to be able to navigate that. It's, it's very dicey, it's very dangerous, and it's completely unpredictable.
1: Well, no, it, it is predictable because the Taliban's in control. There's
4: no order, there's no coherent system for processing people, separating those with papers from those who don't have paper. Yeah,
1: that's our part, actually, right there.
4: And honestly, to me, it's a miracle that more people haven't been very very seriously
1: hurt. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Here she is talking about the chaos that she and her her crew have been uh, greeted with.
4: Locke was in the middle, and he's just using it to just get anybody out of his way who gets in his way. Uh, There was a consistent stream of gunfire. Uh, We also were just accosted by people, John, it's so heartbreaking. Everybody coming up to us with their papers, their passports saying, please, you know, I worked at Camp Phoenix, I worked at this camp, I was a translator, help me get in, help me get to America, help me get my civ, my, my visa to get out of the country. And then the Taliban would just come through at one stage, this one fighter just lit lifted his gun up in the air as if he was about to start firing rounds, so we had to run.
1: Oh, that'll that'll start really happening at the end of the month.
4: And take cover. And then, you know, uh, the most frightening moment for our team came when our producer Brent Swales was taking some video on his iPhone. Two Taliban fighters just came up with their pistols, and they were ready to pistol whip him. And we had to intervene and scream, and it was actually another Taliban fighter who, who came in and said, no, 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 don't do that, they're journalists. But, I mean, really...
1: Just wait till the end of the month. We'll murder everybody. There's no... There's the... You know, that's... All right. Uh, I want to mention a couple things before I go. We are... the Time is nigh. Um, Yesterday, President Trump spoke with Maria Bartiromo about uh, vaccine uh, boosters. And that's what the government is now uh, suggesting, is that we do boosters uh, forever. Forever. Um, Here's what the president had to say about it. um, And I believe that you should listen closely.
0: How good a business is that? If you're a pure businessman you say, you know what, let's give them another shot. That's another $10 billion of money coming in. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? You know what, let's give them another shot. That's another $10 billion of money coming in. The whole Uh. thing is just crazy. It doesn't, you wouldn't think you would need a booster. You know, when these first came out, they were good for life.
1: Then they were good for a year or two. And I That's
0: interesting. I could see the writing on the wall. I could see the dollar signs in their eyes of that guy that runs Pfizer. You know, the guy. Somebody who- wanted
1: to continue suckling the government teat.
0: That announced yeah. the day after the election that he had uh, the
1: vaccine. But we knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the WHO, they, they, they're they in on it. Listen to this. I want to be straight with you. There will be no return
10: to the old normal for the f- foreseeable future. I repeat there will be no return to the head
1: of the WHO, there will be no return to normal. Old
10: normal for the foreseeable future.
0: So people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had, um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal in
1: the old fashion. This is- well, his German accent just, make, just makes you breathe easy, doesn't it? Uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. A vaccine on its own will not end the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It's just something they want to perpetuate forever. Forever. This is the uh, I think this is the Aussie premiere I'm, I could be wrong, saying that uh, in Australia, because they've gone bat crap crazy in Australia. Uh, I always thought they were rugged individualists like us, but apparently there are some major Karens in charge of uh, not only Australia, but also um, uh, New Zealand. Uh, listen to the absurdity of this. In Australia you cannot remove <laughs> your mask <laughs> to drink an adult beverage outside. There will be no
10: Removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able
1: to remove your mask to drink a cocktail. They need to run this SOB out of town on a rail. Will be no removal
10: of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able to
1: remove your mask to drink a cocktail uh, at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath uh, as part of a pub crawl. This is just really um, ungodly stupid. Ungodly stupid. So Australians in the state of Victoria will be banned from removing their masks to drink alcohol. That is Premier Daniel, uh, Daniel Andrews. And he should be driven, ridden out of town on a rail. He, his career should be over. He should be uh, a laugh. He is a stock. He should be uh, known in history as a punchline forever. Honestly, absolutely ridiculous. Before I go... I'll leave you with a positive on a high note. Yeah, um, this is a healthcare worker in San Diego. There's a massive uh, forum about healthcare workers being told they have to be vaccinated, even if they've uh, they've got the antibody, uh, with they work in in facilities, nursing uh, homes, and whatnot. And here is one nurse giving them a big old smackdown. I think this is glorious.
9: California is not a hospital. San Diego. It's not a hospital. This is a constitutional republic that guarantees protection of individual freedom and liberty and due process. This applies to our individual pursuits of medical interventions and health practices. San Diego is not a hospital floor that we collectively have checked into that subjects all patients to equitably prescribed medical care with... No due process. Our Constitution does not secure for government power to impose forced equity in medical mandates and interventions or the punish or the power to punish carte blanche. There are 3.338 million people in San Diego County, 3,811 people who have died with with COVID. Of those, 96%, 3,652 had comorbidities with hypertension, diabetes, Uh, cardiac disease, accounting for the top three. uh, Median age 77. That is a total fatality rate of 0.1%.
1: Died with COVID, not because of it. Did you hear what she just said?
9: 3.338 million people. That is a clear affinity for a specific vulnerable age and health demographic with majority
1: fatalities prior to available. If you believe all this mask BS, you are a tool.
9: Treatment options and Prevention. 91% of San Diegans 60-69 received the injection. 98% 70-79 received the injection. We remove consent from treating us like we are patients in a hospital ward. We are done. The consent of the yes. governor is removed. We will not comply. We do not consent. Nathan yes. Fletcher, you are on notice. We will constitutionally remove all petty tyrants Thank beginning you, now.
6: Thank you. Your time is up. Thank you,
1: next speaker. Woo! man we do have we do have some uh, real patriots in the country and we will win we're going to win because the white sandcastle that joe biden lives in is figuratively being washed away that's going to do it for the show Guys, I want you to, uh, if you would, go to uh, American Hartford Gold if you're considering investing in gold or silver. Uh, just text my name, Rob, to 65532 for more information. Uh, 65532 or call 866 206 8226, 866 206 204 8226 for American uh, Hartford Gold. Um, also, we're winning. We are winning, and uh, and this was a gigantic fail. This was the left. This was the Biden administration, uh, the beginning of what is a major civil war between the two, um, and I don't believe Joe Biden is going to get away with this. Uh, he is on vacation right now for a reason. Kamala Harris is, is out of the country. She's going to Vietnam, oddly enough. Some really crazy stuff is happening right now. Joe Biden is on vacation. The biggest foreign policy crisis in the history of the country and the the worst possible scenario for an end to the Afghan conflict is taking place under his watch. Something is happening right now. Something is stirring. Certainly, the hearts of American patriots are stirring. We're angry. And this was the line. This was the whoa 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 whoa. Now we've been able to sit back and we've let we've had this happen and this happen we but we're not going to let you have you do this to our service men and women. We're no, we've sacrificed too much, and we're not going to let you brush this aside. This was the worst possible scenario, the worst nightmare scenario that anyone who served in Afghanistan could have ever imagined. It is, and it was a choice. By the way, we are on all sorts of digital platforms. You know them: iHeart, Stitcher, Spotify. I on your iPhone, on uh, tons of different places. Literally fifty of them. If you want all of them, a compendium of them, just go to newsmaxtv.com/slash/podcasts. Newsmaxtv.com/slash/podcasts. Find your favorite one and check out the show every day, five days a week. It is audio. It is free. If you love Newsmax, you're going to love this show. And even more, it's, it's not only informative, but also entertaining as well. God bless you guys. Stay strong and realize we're winning. They're crumbling. We're winning. They're crumbling. And they may have taken it a step too far at this point. Okay? God bless our troops, both living and departed. God bless our first responders and police. Remember Ashley Babbitt. Until tomorrow, guys. Don't catch the stupid like Joe Biden's administration. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.